Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Joining us right now with his thoughts on last night and on the rest of the Stanley Cup final. It is our pal Andy Brickley from Nesson. Good morning, Brick. Good morning, Hillman. How are you? How are you? Uh, I'm a little bothered right now because I think the Bruins have let uh, St. Louis obviously back into the series. It was a very winnable game last night. I think St. Louis has been the better team in their two wins, no question. But they win in overtime, and then they win in the third period, basically, yeah. last night. And I think that's a little frustrating because you could have a stranglehold on this series right now. Yeah, they let them, they, I mean, they let them back in. I, I, I'm going to get right to what I think is maybe the biggest question from last night, and that is, and we were just discussing it during the sports with Lyndon, but um, – what do you think the situation is with Big Z? I mean, I think it's weird that he did not uh, appear again on the ice last night after taking that puck off of the uh, off of the face, off the jaw. Yeah, logic suggests that uh, just out there to be a leader, be moral support, was not going to play. I didn't care for the terminology where it was said that he was advised not to play. Yeah, uh, I think he was basically ruled out, but wanted to be on the bench. You know. Uh, and I think he's got a broken jaw, and yep. I don't expect to see him play, certainly yep. not in game five. Yep, that's what I was thinking. So, I mean, I, so, and again, I was I was tweeting last night, Brick, that, you know, the, the uh, dodo birds, the buffoons who were, whether it was on the radio or elsewhere, were saying that they ought to sit him. You, you see the result of that last night when he is unavailable, you know, in that second and uh, part of that second and third period. Well, no question he's not your top defenseman uh, on the team right now at age 42. At 6'9", 250 pounds, the speed game was really never uh, you know, his forte. And when you're at this point in your career and you get isolated and you're in a foot race, you're not going to win those and you get exposed. There's no question that's where Zidane Chire is in his career. But all the other things that he does, that he provides, uh, you know, that he defends, that he's hard to play against. Ask anybody that has to play against him, and that's your answer. He's still a very valuable and very effective player, uh, and it's a big loss. A big loss if he's not available, especially when you're already without Matt Grizzlick, and we haven't seen Kevin Miller all playoffs. Right. I mean, those are three of your top six. You know, you talk about attrition. It's a war of attrition. It's a war of wills in the postseason. And now the Bruins are going to probably have to get it done, uh, you know, with that next man up mentality, but at a really, really high degree. Who's the next man up, Rick? I think they got to go Stephen Camper. As much as I don't like the four righties in the lineup, LB, uh, I still think he's your best bet, just given who he is, where he is in his career. Um, He's already played in the playoffs this year, had a big goal already. Uh, I just think he's more equipped for what is expected in this situation. You know, 
it's fun to watch these young kids play and play in the playoffs and experience the playoffs, but this is game five of the final. What gives you the best option to win? I'm not sure it's a 20-year-old that really hasn't even played in the NHL, let alone NHL playoffs, or a guy that's been around. Brick, do you think the Bruins are letting them get away with too much when it comes to being physical? Uh, you know, the, the, the Boston Bruins fan in you says, uh, you know, <laughs> Let's have a little bit stronger reaction to what's going on. Yeah. You know, I think St. Louis, uh, obviously very physical, very tough play. You know, the game that their coach wants them to play. The only thing that really that you notice, are, the finishes are a little high on their contact. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying the hits are high, but the follow-throughs are. And I think that gets a little under your skin. Uh, and you'd like to see the Bruins react. But the Bruins are all about, uh, a skating game, skill game, uh, take the body when it's available. Uh, they'll drop the gloves to protect one another, but they're not the big bad Bruins. You know, St. Louis is a more physical team than Boston. Sure. But Boston plays with enough physicality to be in this series, to compete in this series, to take their hits when they're there, to take the hits to make plays. Um, so, yeah, I, I try to keep an even keel on that when I'm watching the game and it's going St. Louis's way with the physical play. But I think the best chance for Boston to win is the approach that they're taking. Rick, um, you know this. I played a lot of uh, over 30 men's league hockey. Uh, but, but I, um, it is well documented. Uh, uh, well documented. Uh, however, I can't comment on this like you can because you, you played in the NHL. So how do, you, how do you look at the team that played Saturday night uh, and dominated that team? And then you look last night at, you know, not to single anybody out, but – uh, pasta, for instance, trying to get that puck in the zone, basically, uh, you know, trying to get it through three guys and being unsuccessful in doing it. How do you have those the, those two different teams on back-to-back nights in a Stanley Cup final? St. Louis is good. Let's let's begin there. That's a really <laughs> good team. Yeah. And, and when you get good matchups, meaning, you know, if you're a St. Louis fan and you, and you watch them play every game and, and you see what they have on the blue line, how big they are. They're pretty mobile. They got good sticks. And when they're playing their game and you try to beat people one on one, it's just not going to go in your favor, no matter how good you are. You know what the what you saw from that top line in Game Three, outside of a great power play success, was close proximity to one another. You know, in the offensive zone or the defensive zone, let the cleaner breakouts. It, they were more effective in the offensive zone because they used each other. They chip pucks behind those defensemen that can defend really well, and they had a chance to get it back, and now you get people moving, you create two-on-ones in small spaces, and then you get some separation and attack. And that uh, They didn't score five-on-five, but they looked more like the line we expect. So you use Pasenak as the example, so I'm using that line as my example, and they got away from that a little bit, but St. Louis upped the ante. They upped the, the urgency. They upped the in- intensity, however you want to describe it. This was a must not a not a much needed win, but a must win for St. Louis. They couldn't go down three one in the series coming back to Boston, and they played like it. They played like uh, that they were not going to lose this hockey game. They they were determined to win the game, and a guy like Pasenak was a guy that they targeted. He's not going to beat us. That first line is not going to beat us. The only thing they got was you know the shorthanded goal by Carlo, and even at that point, fellas, I mean that's two two in the third period. And then the Bruins get a power play with about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to go in the game. Yeah. And you're sitting there watching the game feeling really good about the Bruins' opportunity to win. They get nothing with the man advantage. That's frustrating. And then shortly thereafter, you know, there goes O'Reilly banging in a rebound. Now you're down. You're chasing the score again. So 
yeah, I use Pasternak as the example because that's what you led with. That's what I see. But I also see a second line, if you want to call it that, that I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing yeah. from David Krejci and Jake DeBrusque and, and David Backus as a line, and I think that needs to be addressed somehow, some way, when you start thinking about Game 5. And I thought, I thought for sure that Bennington might be somewhat of a mental mess after being yanked the other night, but it didn't seem like he was. No, I was real curious to see what he was going to give them to, but the Bruins didn't have quantity or quality really throughout the night. We didn't really see if there was any cracks in his armor. You know, he had the reputation and the statistics that say, you know, he has bounce back ability, but I think that's more of a reflection of the team and how they play in front of him after a loss. I think they protect him better. They play like they played last night. They play like they played in game two. And I think they really protected their goalie last night. I, I thought the Bruins, if they had more opportunity, got more pucks to the net, got better inside position. St. Louis won the battle of inside position, meaning between the dots in front of both nets. And, and if you own that area, chances are you're going to win this time of year. And, and your opinion, like mine, is that Chara, the jaw is broken. And that that it that it will be at least game five, and maybe maybe more that we won't see him game five. I'm trying to take a realistic approach to this. I don't expect to see Char in game five. I don't think Grizzly will be back in time. I'm not sure if David Backus stays in the lineup. Uh, you know, that's a lot of leadership to lose if you take it. You know, Char and Backus out of lineup, but you got to put the best lineup out there in the situation that's going to give you a chance to win. I think it'll be Camper that draws in on the lineup. Uh, you know, whether they go to a different combination in order to get something out of Krejci and DeBrusque, I'm not sure. But uh, that would be the realistic approach that I'm taking, that that's what the lineup's going to look like. Well, i got to tell you, if St. Louis superfan John Hamm, as they were calling him last <laughs> night, gets to celebrate another win, I am going to be enraged, Brick. Absolutely enraged. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, what do we got for Nesson coverage coming up on Thursday? Yeah, well, again, we do an hour pre and hour post. We do some digital stuff in between periods, whether it's myself or Barry or Billy. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to check and see if we're on Nesson or Nesson Plus. Are the Sox playing on Thursday? Who cares about the Red Sox, Brick? <laughs> yeah, they're playing out in KC. <laughs> hey, LB, we need a team meeting one of these afternoons. Can you arrange that? <laughs> I, I, I got, I, I got, I'll set that up for you, kiddo. All right, sounds good. I miss good. you, bud. I love you. Hey, I got to tell you right, something, uh, Brick. I don't know if you feel the same way, but Brett Hall looks pretty good. How, how old is he Brett does. Hall? Oh, man, I don't he's know. He's my age. Be, he's uh, 50. How old am I? Uh, you're, you're like, yeah, you're, you're, so he's 54. Uh, I mean, the two of you, I mean, the, I mean, really, I mean, Brett Hall looks well, the, the, the greatest. The, the, listen, the story of my life, you know, who my line mates were in Moncton when I was uh, 19 years old. Uh, Brett Hall and Wayne Gretzky. Brett Hall and uh, Gary Roberts. Oh, oh, both okay. future Hall, both Hall of Famers. And I'm guessing I forgot this, but Gretzky must he must have played for St. Louis. Was that why he was there last yeah. night? Did he play for St. Louis for yes. a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, briefly. I think he was there for about a month. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, um, Brick, uh, I wish, you know, I say this every time you're on, I wish it was you and Jack doing the game, but um, we'll, uh, we're delighted to have you on, and I this is going to be a huge game on Thursday night. This is do or die for, the, in my opinion, do or die, obviously, for the Bruins on Thursday night. Well, embrace the moment. Enjoy it. It would be nice to be up 3-1, uh, but uh, it is what it is. Take a look at what's in front of you, and as a fan, just love it. Enjoy it. All right, Brick, thank you. There's Andy Brickley. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.